Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. It's Kirsty and Isaac here. And in today's episode, we want to talk about a topic that we've seen crop up time and time again with sellers who have chosen products that just don't bring back any cash to their business or to them personally, but they just can't let those products go. The core reason is usually some sort of emotional baggage that the seller carries with the effort that was put into the product. But as Kirsty always says, you can't treat your products like your children. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I'm assuming that you, you know, everybody wants to keep their kids around, right? <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the time. But yeah, I mean, you don't, you know, it's like when your kids want to go off to university and you're like, no, I still want you at home with me, right? But, you know, they're ready to go, right? So that's the idea, guys. We don't want you to feel like just because you've birthed these products, so to speak, that you have to keep them forever. And there's many reasons why products just don't work out. I've had products that don't work out. Isaac's has products that doesn't work out. Everybody has had a product in some way, shape or form that doesn't work out. Guess what? Massive corporations have products that don't work out. And so what they need to do is to get rid of them very, very quickly because otherwise it's like a drag across everything, right? Why it does that? Well, usually it ties back to what we talked about in our last episode. So that would be episode 80, I think. Wow, we're mm-hmm. episode 81 yep. already. Yeah. Wow. Which is basically the fact that you've chosen a product that requires too much investment to be successful. Now, if you've chosen a product that's massively competitive in the costs, so it costs you an arm and a leg to get to page one or even close to page one, and you're struggling to get sales and keep that ranking, which then causes you to fall into the trap of overpaying for PPC, which essentially then wipes all your profit away, then it's likely that you've got a product for you that is no longer viable. And why we say for you is that the fact that, you know, what we say, bigger players, right? But let's just put it out on the table. Maybe some people that have been around for longer, they've got more cash flow back in their business. They've got either maybe got investors or they're taking bank loans. We don't know why they've got more money, but essentially in their heads, they've got more money to spend and invest than say maybe you do on that specific product. What that means is they are willing to outspend you to keep their ranking ahead of you. And you just didn't know how to evaluate what that ahead time is. Right. So if you want to know how to evaluate that a bit better, do check out episode 80 because we talk about planning your budgets around your budget, whether that be $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, whatever that is. But if you do it right at the beginning and you're able to actually work out those costs around your budget, that's going to really help you prioritize the great products from the products that you're going to be flogging till kingdom come trying to make them work. Right. So what does that mean if you actually do that? It means that you're going to be basically stuck with a product that's either too hard to get profitable sales on it. And also you've got no idea what to do because it looks really good when you first started, right? So does that sound like one of the products that you might have in your portfolio right now? So just think about that. Are you investing money into something? It's not moving. It's still stuck on page two, three, whatever. Even if it gets to the bottom of page one, it's not enough to get the the eyeballs on it that you need. Your ACOS is massive, you know, whether that, well, basically it's not a break-even point for you. 
Um, and you need to keep, it feels like you're just chucking money in, right? It's like that leaky bucket, that well that you keep kind of chucking money into and you never see anything back. If that if that's so, then you're definitely going to need to listen to this whole episode because what we're going to do is break down these four key things. Number one, how to identify what a dead product looks like, right? How to change your mindset about what to do with that product because that's a key piece. That's a key. You have to overcome that to like even move forward. How to stop choosing those products in the future and how you should also start focusing on products that are actually going to help your business rather than keep hurting it and leaking all the money away for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, first thing we need to do is figure out whether or not we are actually working with a dead product, right? So there's some things that we need to do uh, to identify it. And this is a bit tricky because the reality is that any product on Amazon can be successful if you have enough cash to pour into the launch and ongoing success of it and wait long enough for your returns to come back. I mean, we've seen people put in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but it has to kind of come at the right moments too. It's like, it's got to come at the launch. It's got to come ongoing when things kind of happen in the marketplace. It's like, you can't just put in like $500 here, $500 there, you know, like six months apart and expect to be, you know, really competitive in, in some categories. So, you know, the, the average seller is probably not putting $50,000 or more into a single product and waiting patiently for two years to get their returns on that single product, right? Most of us want to have a less risky investment of something like five to $15,000 and get those returns back in like nine to 12 months, right? So what we need to be able to do is analyze the monthly profit and income of the product at current, along with the understanding of the sales of the top competitors in your product niche to see how many sales you need to get in order to be competitive so that you can be profitable and, and make sales that actually get organic sales or through ads or whatever that actually bring money back into the business, right? So if you think about it, you know, if you're on page four or page two or page three or whatever, and most of your sales are coming from ads, it's highly likely that you're not getting profitable sales because you're spending money to get those sales on top of the fact that you've probably invested a bunch of money up front, like through a launch or, you know, whatever it is to actually get to that, to that position in the first place. Now, you also have to understand how much budget you have to try to make that product work. Because if you only have $1,000 and you need to do a lot of marketing and order more product to get the sales need in order to be competitive, then you probably can't make that work. So what does that mean? Like, for example, if you only have like 100 units in stock, you really can't relaunch that product until you order more product. And if you are not willing to order more product and all you want to do is sell that product out, you know you have a dead product, right? If you, if you aren't going to reorder it, then it's dead already. So just think about that before you even move forward with any marketing material. But if you keep dragging this on, you might be spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So basically to see if you have a dead product, I'd highly recommend you try out our product cash analyzer that, we, that we're going to give you as a downloadable uh, below in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on whatever platform, go to the show notes and click that or, well, you know, I think you have to copy and paste it because it won't be a hyperlink, but you copy and paste that link and you'll actually be able to get what we call our product cash analyzer. It'll help you understand a lot of the main things you need to evaluate in order to see if you have a dead product. So stuff like profit margins, return on investment, how much monthly income you're making from it, the costs that you're putting into it, all that stuff. And just kind of as a note, there's some key signs that you have a dead product. And some of those signs would be including, you know, you might be selling for more than six months and not made any money from that product. Pretty good chance that that's, that's a dead product. If it's not, and you know that you're kind of in a longer term investment there, that's okay. But basically, if you've been selling for more than six months and you haven't made any money, 
you might have to make some decisions there. Another key decision is, or another key sign is that you've never gotten to page one with your ranking, or you've never gotten the top 15 or 20, 20 on page one. Never. Even in your launch period or anything. Like if you've been selling for six months and you never got to that point, you might have a dead product. I feel like this is like a Jeff Foxworthy routine. Like you might be a redneck. Well, you might have a dead product. Another thing is if you can't get your ad to show up on page one without bidding over like three or $4. And obviously your a cost is sky high because your CPC, your cost per click is that high. Then you might have a problem with that product. Right? So those three things are important. But then another thing I would say is probably the most important is, is how much money it's bringing you each day and each month. Right? So if you're selling less than five units a day, and you're basically getting less than $100 in sales. What, what's the point of trying to continue with this product? If it's you know kind of aged, you don't have any ranking, you don't have any you know way to get visibility because the ad's not showing up, and you're not making any money off of it. You know those aren't the only signs, but if any of those sound like one of your products, then I would definitely recommend downloading the analyzer below to take a look at your products to make sure that you have a dead product or not. Again, there's other signs out there that analyzer will help you a lot in determining whether or not you have a dead product. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really, really good to look at the numbers because if you're emotionally connected to this thing, usually it's it's like, like, like let's take a bad child, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, um, somebody's gone off and uh, I don't know, um, they've mugged someone, robbed someone, held someone up at gunpoint, right? Yeah, they still- Charles Manson. <laughs> yeah. We know they're still your flesh and blood, but at the end of the day, they're a wrong end and they still need to go to jail, right? <laughs> but if you keep going around and saying that they're this awesome person, guess what? You're deluding yourself, right? And so that's yeah. what that's what we're saying about the products. Yeah, so, people are going to think you sound crazy. Yeah. Well, me or just them generally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So the next thing you want to do is to think about why you haven't moved on. What are you holding on to, Right. So great questions to ask yourself is going to be, you know, how much money are you willing to lose on this specific product before you walk away from it? Because literally that's what you're doing. It's like if you've got a car and it keeps breaking down, but you've got this kind of block around, well, I, you know, I can't afford a new car. And so what you're doing is you spend thousands and thousands of dollars patching this thing up and it keeps breaking down over you. That's literally what you're doing with this product, right? It's not getting you from A to B. It's breaking down along the way and you still have to pay for a tow truck every week to come and come and pick you up. Then what's more important to you? Getting, the, getting this specific product to work or, you know what, saving time, money and effort and your sanity, right? Because again, it's, it's that kind of definition of madness. You keep... Um, doing the same thing and expecting a different result, right? And it's just not going to move forward. Also, do you feel this is your only chance of success on Amazon, this one specific product? Is it your only success? If I had to hold, somebody said this to me, one of my, one of my um, coaches says this to me, if I have to hold a bag of poo over your head and I'm literally going to like, you know, smash it over your head at any point, is this your only, are you going to keep continuing to sell this product, Right. Or not? Is this your only chance of success? I think most of us would say, uh, no, okay, okay. If that's what you're going to do and you're going to hold me to that, then probably not, right? So you have to give yourself these binary kind of questions because you'll suddenly feel that, yeah, actually, maybe I'm holding on to something here that I shouldn't be. And one of the best things about shifting your mindset to letting that, you know, that dead product go and just moving on towards something else is that you're going to feel a great deal of relief, right? Just finally making the decision. I mean, 
I still do this a lot generally in in things in my life that I'm not prepared yet to, to let go, right? But once you, you I make the decision, I feel way better about it, right? And so I always like to kind of uh, think about that song, you know, let it go, let it go. <laughs> you don't know what that is? That's Elsa from Frozen, as Elsa from Frozen would say, right? So sometimes I have that cassette. Play. Yeah, maybe I am a bit crazy. <laughs> I don't think anybody uses cassette anymore, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's true. Oh my God, 80s kid, right? So yeah, if you can think about that thing playing over and over and over in your mind. Uh, yeah, anybody that's born less than the 80s, <laughs> you have no, uh, what is it, further on than the 80s, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But hopefully you'll know what the song is, right? So the key to shifting your mindset is going to know that there's plenty more fish in the Amazon Sea for you to catch, right? And you just happen to get a bad one this time. But the quicker you let it go, let it go the quicker you can get on to fish for some more, right? So a good analogy, another one, you know, because we're, we're onto our analogies today, is to think your journey so far is that you built a ship and you can sail it on the ocean, but shortly after you put it on the water, it started to rot. Maybe holes appeared and the whole ship started to sink. So in a, in a desperate move to cling onto something to pull you away from the wreckage, what you do is you grab onto that anchor, right? And you're swimming for dear life. You're swimming as hard as you can to get to the surface. But the anchor just keeps pulling you down and down further. I mean, if you could start swimming slightly faster than the anchor that pulls you down, you're eventually going to get tired and need to let go of the anchor to survive a drowning death, right? It's a very vivid description there. <laughs> But I think it makes the point. So in this scenario, we're going to ask you with a bag of poo over your head and an anchor around your ankle, how long are you willing to let that anchor pull you down before you let it go and get back to the surface so you can finally catch your breath, right? So just think about that. Just think about that analogy. People, you know, once they've let it go, the things that they say to us is like, I, I felt like I was grieving, right? It's like a grieving process. Somebody said that to us the other day, right? And I think they went through the, the full grieving process in a day to kind of get rid of their product. But once they'd done it, they just felt way lighter or like a weight has been lifted off them and they're ready to move on and just make a different decision. So I know we might have been a bit dramatic there, but for good use, right? So because you will be surprised, and I'm sure there's a lot of you listening to this right now that could be in this situation, how difficult it is to let it go. But, yeah. you know, there's no point keep moving forward with that thing because it's not doing you any service whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no difference between an actual literal anchor and a product that's dragging you down because it feels exactly the same. I mean, you yeah. are you're desperate. Like, you're, you're just like, I need to get done with this thing because if I if I keep doing this, I'm going to quit doing what I want to do. I'm going to stop pursuing this business. Uh, it's going to cost me a lot of time, money and effort. And essentially, yeah, as you said, your sanity. So. Um, you know, at this point, you probably realize you have to stop going for products that are essentially too expensive for your budget. Um, and that's one thing that we would highly encourage you to do is set a budget for each product and, and understand what it is that that's going to, you know, be there. Uh, what's going against that? You know, what what parts of your budget are going to need to be, um, you know, costed out. Right. So we would highly recommend you go through the, the process of finding products that fit your budget, as we outlined in the last episode. This way you can avoid putting money even in at the start before production even starts. So to break down that process in a nutshell, you basically need to break down all your expenses for this product before you order the product and you only include launch costs and ongoing advertising costs. So the marketing that is going to take to actually get you to 
you know, someplace visible on Amazon where people can find you and, and get sales from you or you can get sales from them. And then you want to analyze the daily average sales of your competitors to see what you will need to sell in order to stay competitive on page one and get sales and cash flow. So if, you know, the top 15, 20 competitors on average are selling 30 units a day, well, you have to sell 30 units a day in order to stay in that, that ranking. That's just kind of how it goes. Like, especially with the main keywords, right? Most, most people can get 20, 30 sales a day across multiple keywords, but the majority of them come from the main keywords. So think about that. You also need to know what price you need to sell your product at based on what customers are currently buying. This also shows you the quality that the customers are looking for. So they're looking for good price, good quality, because that's what customers look at as great value. That's what Amazon shoppers are looking for. They're not always looking for the cheapest price. They're not always looking for the most luxurious or the fanciest one either, right? So they're looking for that in between. It's like a lot like Target, right? So people that shop on Amazon are a lot likely, lot, are, are very similar to people that shop at Target. They have that kind of intermediate, great value product in mind. So don't try to compete necessarily against the lowest price thing, the lowest quality, lowest price thing, but have good quality at a good price that's competitive with other people on page one. If you don't, you're going to price yourself out of the market or you're going to have quality that's so good that no one ever wants to buy it. I, I always use that golden toilet scenario, but I'll save that, um, I'll save that uh, for another day. But if you haven't heard the golden toilet analogy, uh, just listen to about five more of our podcasts. You'll probably hear it at some point. <laughs> or email Isaac directly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other thing you need to do is assess how much money you are willing to invest in the product and stick to that budget or you'll be endlessly feeding money to the monster. It's that habit of like, I don't want to say it's like an addictive drug or anything like that, but as soon as you start putting money in there, oh, maybe just another thousand dollars, maybe just another five hundred dollars. As soon as you keep doing that, I mean, obviously there will be things like, but you have to make sure that the money's coming back in before you just keep spending it out, right? You have to fix those leaks before you put more money in. Otherwise, you will just find out that you're just pouring, <laughs> pouring water into a leaky bucket and it's going right out the side. You also want to analyze what your monthly profit and income will be after all those expenses. So think about your uh, ongoing ads and your launch costs and all that stuff and your cost of goods, your Amazon fees, and then see how much money you should be expecting to make in profit. And then ideally, especially for a, a business like under a million dollars per year, you'll probably split that. And then half of that becomes your income because you will want to pay yourself. Regardless of what anybody says, you want to pay yourself from your business right away from the start, as soon as you can. That's the point of the business. If you're saying, oh, I'll, I only, I'm just going to invest all of it back in, you'll get burnt out. You'll hate the business. You'll not want to do it. Because we're not trying to trade a job for a job. We're trying to change you know, your freedom, right? So you want to get lifestyle, financial, and geographical freedom, whatever you want from the business. So you have to pay yourself as soon as you possibly can. Then you want to prioritize the products based on which ones fit your budget best and make you money each month after all expenses have been assessed. So this is the key part. You can do all the analyzing, but then you have to prioritize them, right? Which ones are the best to go for? Which ones bring you the most money or the, you know, for the budget that you can afford? Just because something says it'll bring you $10,000 a month in profit based on your, your estimations, you know, in profit, not, not in just in revenue, but in profit. Say you get $100,000 in sales or $50,000 in sales and you get $10,000 in profit. Well, that's great. But if it costs you $38,000 to launch the product and be successful at it, but you only have a $12,000 budget, you probably can't go for that product, right? No matter how much money you, you think you can come up with in the next few months, you're probably not going to get to that point where you're actually going to, uh, you know, get to that uh, dollar value that you need to be success successful. So if you do this process before you place any product order in the future, you're much more likely to be successful 
to get your money back on the product and also keep a sustainable product for years to come. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, you'll start finding products that are going to fit your budget and return cash to you each month once you're selling and hitting your estimations, right? So from here on out, what you're going to do is you're going to focus on backing the winning products so you don't slide back into the habit of dragging products up, even though you can't possibly afford to sell them successfully. Yeah, that's right. So now at this point, what you're going to start doing is you're going to start finding products that fit your budget and return the cash to you each month once you are selling and hitting your estimations, right? Your sales estimations and hitting your goals. So from here on out, what you need to do is to focus on backing those winning products so you don't slide back into the old habit of dragging products up that you can't possibly afford to sell. So the core things you need to do to make sure that you keep those backing those winners. Number one, you want to make sure to keep those winners that bring the, that, all that cash back, make sure that you actually keep it in stock all year round. So if you have to sacrifice something going out of stock, make it the ones that don't actually bring you that cash, right? And like we said, you don't want to keep dragging these dead products up. So probably don't reorder them when they actually run out of stock either. Usually what we do is once we've identified that it's a dead product, it's not bringing that cash back, is we look quickly to a plan to actually sell it out and never sell it again. Don't worry about the fact that you've done the listing. Don't worry about the fact that, you know, you spent all that loving time in creating it. At the end of the day, we want to get rid of it and kind of never see it again. Right. Yeah. And, and big companies discontinue products all the time. So it's exactly the same process. Oh yeah. And you will guess what, right? So we, I, this is a good example. So we had a product um, when I worked back in the day and um, it was called uh, Phineas Salts which was basically like a like a salt elixir elixir right and it was it was like created back in the day you know in the 1900s or whatever and we had to discontinue it because unfortunately a lot of the customers that knew about it were just dying off right that was just the reality of the situation so the demand was slowing down and so we were like okay we needed to kind of get rid of it and we had a ton of customers calling us because you know they felt that this thing was the thing that was keeping them alive, right? And I'd, I'd have customers calling and I'd have to take the call. And it was heartbreaking because, you know, even though we knew that that wasn't the case, they kind of believed that that was the case. But we still had to discontinue the product, even though we had those customers calling us. And so I'm sure you're not going to get customers feeling like this is a life and death situation for them. <laughs> um, but you will feel bad that maybe some customers are like, oh, I really want that product. Or somebody tells you somewhere that it's such an awesome product. But at the end of the day, if it, it's not doing you any favors and your business. And so you're going to have to disappoint a couple of people, but that's yeah. okay. And just feel I was going to say, I thought you were going to say that like your, your product was making people blind or something like that. No, no, <laughs> it was just the demand wasn't there anymore. And there was, there was no kind of future for that product. Right. And so that's why we decided to discontinue it. But then also, don't spend money on advertising endlessly if you're not getting sales. That's what we were talking about earlier. That's that leaky bucket, right? Take that money, sell out the product, just let it go, let it go, but just let it run through, run its course, but don't feel like you have to push a load of money at it to try and get rid of it either. It will naturally sell out over time. Sometimes if you've only got a couple of hundred units, you might actually just want to liquidate it as well, right? But don't invest in those products that you because you think you want to sell them out quick if they're not selling now they're not going to sell out quick right so make sure you take that investment and put it towards a future or a current product that's actually going to return more cash you're going to start getting money back into the business a lot quicker and you're not then really going to care about that old product that you put all that kind of emotional 
effort into. Don't try and relaunch products with launch services or through promotions that can cost you more, again, by just letting the product go. So this is what I was talking about. It's like, don't overinvest trying to get that product to sell out. You know, usually what what a good one is, is just to do a quick price drop, actually. And that usually kind of starts to sell it through. But then again, don't think, oh, maybe I can sell it at that price because no, that just probably means that you're not going to make any money on the product, right? So what we're talking about is selling it out at a break-even, just trying to get your money back. That's literally what you want to try and do. And, you know, like I said, you know, if you've got those dead products, get rid of them quickly. If you've only got a few units left, 100 units, 200 units, to me, that's a few units, right? Just liquidate it, dispose of them. We've had a few clients in this position when they've come to us. And, uh, you know, I think one of ours, she was really holding up. She was the one with all the variations, right? She was really holding on to this specific, these specific products. And then when we actually worked out how much it was going to cost her to get rid of it, I think it was like a couple hundred dollars or something. It was like 500 bucks. Yeah. So <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. And we were like, yeah, it's going to cost you to hunt, well, not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of dollars to even have a chance at selling these through. So just even doing that cost analysis, it's very, very easy to say, you know what? I know it's wasteful, but disposing of them doesn't mean to say that they're just going to destroy them. They're going to put them somewhere and somebody's going to be able to buy them in an Amazon warehouse somewhere, right? So don't think of it as a waste. Just think of it as that's what it's going to cost me to kind of move on. If you think about a relationship and you're divvying up everything in the house and you're like, you know, I really wanted that table, right? But the other person emotionally is really attached to that table. Just let them take the table. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to make just because you spent 50 bucks on it doesn't mean to say that it's it's going to change your life by fighting over a table. Right. (laughs) Um, Make sure just think about parallels in your life. Right. And think about how you're actually almost like taking that emotional baggage and putting it onto your products in your business. And if you think about what you would do in a real life situation, it's a lot easier to then let it go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's going to stop that financial bleeding too, which is how you move on and actually grow your business, right? You got to stop that waste. And if you don't stop that waste, then you're never going to actually grow. So, you know, it's like you got a fire in your house. You're going to kind of just ignore it and worry about all the other things operating and just be like, oh, well, you know, I'll just kind of make sure that that fire is kind of staying right there. Would you just like put it out? Like you put that damn fire out, right? For the chance that it's going to ruin everything else. So I think it's a really good, you know, ideas like you know i've always done it like i actually one time disposed of like 3600 units uh because the product just wouldn't sell uh analyzed the opportunity wrong when i did it this was way before we had any of the cool stuff that we have now that we can analyze products a lot easier um but yeah i mean it just wasn't moving so i was like well here comes the long-term storage fees it's like 3600 dollars for just one marketplace and i had it in two marketplaces i was like yeah, I'm just going to get rid of it because they didn't even have liquidation back then. So I was like, get rid of it. Never worry about it again. That was the best decision I could have made for that product. Cause I think I had it for about a year and never really sold. I had like 200 units in a year and each marketplace I was like, well, that was a waste. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a quick I way to just get point. rid of it. Yeah. I think that's a key point as well about not making the, well, key decisions cost you a lot of money, right? Not just the time and the energy. Yeah. But it does cost you a lot of money because you can end up like incurring long-term storage fees or fees on top of fees. And it can also reduce your inventory for the good products coming in. Um, it just has all this kind of domino knock-on effect that 
you might not be currently aware of, but in the future, it's actually, you know, it's, it's going to kind of make the, make your financial position worse than just making that decision right now. Yeah. Actually, now I think when I sent some of the product to some car wash companies around Las Vegas, just cause I was like, whatever, I'll just look some places up and send them this, this product. And I went on one somewhere. I don't remember. I think it was on like my website or something. And there would happen to be a review. It wasn't for that product because I don't sell it anymore. But it was like, just got 50 of these in the mail from Revheads. That was awesome. Like, thanks for that or something like that. I was like, cool. At least somebody got it because no one else ever responded to it. <laughs> so did you just send it? And you, so yeah, you I just was like, them. well, they're going to dispose of them anyway. So I sent like 20 here, 30 there, 50 there. Just That's random cool. car wash places in town. And uh, I think I sent it to like seven or eight just to like get rid of some of them. Basically just throwing my trash in somebody else's dumpster. But they actually probably would use them. So, uh, well, yeah. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. Right? Exactly. <laughs> cool. So just to recap, basically what we talked about today is how to identify what a dead product looks like, how to change your mindset about what to do with that product, how to stop choosing those products in the future, because that's how you're going to become successful, and how you should start focusing on products that will help your business rather than hurt it. Basically, stop wasting that stuff, all that effort, time, money, and everything on those products that you currently are dragging you down and put that focus onto the ones that are helping you. And remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it's your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to GoTeamReal.com to download our free training today. We'll see you next week for the next Sprints of Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, Head to GoTeamReal.com for some absolutely free training.